in the modern age, we glorify the thousand miles per hour. We glorify people. Oh my gosh, they're just such a hard worker. They're just so good. And for perfectionists especially, that's like a big like gold star. It's like a trophy. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life Now, I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently. Every year, I go back through my episodes and look through what were some of the most popular ones. And without a doubt... The Why Relaxing is Hard for Perfectionist episode was one of the most popular episodes of the Life Coach Baker podcast world. Unsurprisingly, relaxing's fucking hard for perfectionists. And I wanted to do a revamp of that episode, a re-listen to of that episode, but I want to put a spin on it and I want you all to listen to it through a little bit of a different lens. The holidays are here. They are alive, they are well, they are booming in our ears every time we turn on the radio or go into a store, which is some of people's favorite times of the year. It's one of my favorite times of the year for sure, but it's also a really nose to the grindstone, huge, big projects are going on. You're finishing up stuff, but you're also going to holiday parties. Oh my God, there's so much stuff going on. And I bring this up because... It's kind of these like high highs and low lows, right? It's like these super, super busy push periods and then this like hard stop where it's like, okay, I'm in relaxing mode, right? 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 And I want to re-show or re-listen or replay, whatever it is, this episode, but I want you all to listen to it through the lens of how can I use it during this holiday season? Everyone's holiday season looks different. There's people all over the world listening to this podcast, which is one of the coolest sentences I've ever said. And there's, there's so many different holiday traditions and holiday um, experience and holidays that are happening, and everyone's experience is going to be different with it. But everyone has a very similar common theme, and that is you're taking time off. You're spending time with family or friends or really personal alone time that is desperately needed. And no matter what you're doing this holiday season, I want you all to listen to this episode because there is a reason that this is one of the most quote-unquote relaxing times of the year, and yet for perfectionists, it can feel really unrelaxing. I cannot tell you the amount of holidays I've been through where afterwards I've been like, okay, um, 
that wasn't very relaxing. I feel like I did more and worked harder or I feel like I was so on edge the whole time or I was trying to be perfect the whole time or I was so back and forth the whole time. Like it's, it's exhausting. And that's why I really want to have you all listen to this again. Now, if you have already listened to this episode the first time, I want you to still re-listen to it because of two reasons. One, you're going to be in a different place this holiday season than you were months ago when this episode first dropped. Secondly, I normally listen to things twice, especially if it's something that really hit me hard. So for example, any books that I listen to that are like, whoa, I have like a book list of like 30 books that I listen to or read at least twice. Because the first time you're just gathering the information, the first time it's just like going through your ears, la-di-da, the second time you listen to it, you hear different things. It sinks in on a more subconscious level. Rather than that just like cognitive understanding, it sinks in even deeper into like a like integral, intellectual, heart-understood standard. So I normally listen to things twice because the second time I listen to it, I'm normally able to implement, teach sometimes, depending on what it is, and I'm able to live it. The first time I listen to something, I'm normally like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm going to, you know, put that in place and never do. This one, I want you to no bullshit try the exercises in this episode. Now, if you've never listened to this episode, and this is your first time listening to the relaxing, relaxing, (laughs) the first time listening to the relaxing is hard for perfectionists, I want you to still think about what is one thing I can implement from this episode. Again, thinking about your holidays coming up, knowing your schedule or knowing an outline maybe of your schedule, knowing, okay, I can take this off or I can do this, What is something that you listen to in this episode that you're like, I need that, or that gets me excited to think about taking time off, or that gets me excited to think about resting? So without further ado, enjoy the episode, implement something, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Let's talk about relaxing, which by the way, relaxing can also be a goal. Just saying. If you want to have a goal of, I want to release my guilt around relaxing, that is an epic goal. It releases a lot of stress of that you put on your body when we think that we have to earn relaxation or when we think that, oh, I'm relaxing, but I could be doing stuff that's more productive. When we release that stress or that pressure that we put on ourselves, it really, it, it really helps. And it, it, I'll get into the science behind it. So one of the reasons that Dr. Finch, at least at the beginning of the article, says that difficulty relaxing can sometimes be ingrained in beliefs. And I've seen this over and over and over again, not only in myself, in my clients, in my community, but a lot of the times the reason that we have a hard time relaxing is because we have a belief or a rule around relaxing that says, and this is uh, Dr. Finch, she says, and and I quote, You don't have enough time to relax, you don't need to relax, you don't deserve to relax, or it's more important to be productive. And a lot of the times we get into this this loop, this I need to be more productive, I need to earn my relaxation, because a lot of the times we put our productivity, our work, our ability to accomplish and overcome 
in the category of worth. We have that equal our own worth and our own achievement, accomplishment, significance as a human being. We're going to do an episode in a few weeks all about the whole who's busier than who game or the in order to be successful, I need to be constantly busy myth that we've been telling ourselves. But that really feeds into this. And um, some people notice some really bothersome thoughts when they start to slow down and start to relax because it feels really uncomfortable. There's like this huge disconnect with our normal. I'm going to put that as whenever we're in perfectionist mode, our normal pace is a thousand miles per minute. And when we slow down, we equate that to laziness. We equate that to failure. We equate that to I'm not working hard enough and therefore I won't be successful and I won't be enough. I won't be worthy. But when we're in this constant state of moving a thousand miles per minute, and we've done a whole episode on this, but burnout is right around the corner. And burnout can look on so many different levels. It can look like disease. It can look like exhaustion. It can look like disinterest. It can look like depression, anxiety, so many different things. But when we're living in that constant, like I have to move a thousand miles per minute, I cannot slow down, it is detrimental for our health. And this is something Dr. Finch writes about in the article is that when we are living that constant perpetual state of burnout, um, we're putting so much stress on our bodies. And when our bodies are constantly having to pump that cortisol, we will literally be living in that fight or flight syndrome, which is a huge reason why perfectionists are all or nothing thinkers. Fight or flight means I either do this or I don't or I run away. And when we're living in that survival state, that all or nothing, that black and white thinking, it's extra exhausting. And it can actually harm us in ways like disrupting our digestion. It can hurt our saliva production. I didn't know that. And it can also hurt our immunity. So for example, when I was in college, I was living in that perpetual state of I have to be busy. I have to work a thousand miles per minute. I have to constantly be doing things. By the way, most of the things I was doing was a bunch of fluff shit that did not matter and it was not taking me closer to my goal until I got really clear on what my goal was. Just saying, that's a really important part of this. But I was working really, really hard and not giving my body any time to stop making that constant cortisol and relax. And eventually, I mean, I was getting sick every probably three weeks. It was insane how often I got sick in college because I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't uh, working out from a healthy place. I wasn't taking care of what I put into my body. I was talking so negatively, and I was moving a thousand miles a minute. Shock of shocks. Eventually, even I actually landed in the emergency room because of, well, two reasons. I was go, go, going for so long until finally my body literally shut down to the point where I couldn't get out of bed for almost three days. And because I was living very much in the, I don't need help, I can't ask for help, or else I'm weak and lazy mindset, which is a whole other podcast, but I was living in that mindset so much that I actually ended up stopping to get up and like go get water or get up and go get food. And I didn't ask people for help. People were offering. I was just being stubborn and shit. But I finally was so dehydrated that my friend literally came into my room and was like, we're going to the emergency room. You dumb fuck. Let's go. 
And we did. And I had to get pumped full of the bag of goodness. And I was a lot better after that. And it just, I, I, I bring this up as a very extreme example. And it might not be that extreme for you. It might look like headaches or your stomach hurts often or you have like digestion issues and stuff like that, that can be caused from high intense amounts of cortisol pumping through our bodies at all times of day. Are you running around trying to achieve your goals, but feel like you're accomplishing nothing and making no progress? Or are you approaching every task on your to-do list with the urgency of a house fire causing you to burn out quickly? Or are you beating yourself up because you're not where you wanna be and you're constantly telling yourself you're behind? Or are you overwhelmed by your big goals and it's causing you to procrastinate on what you really truly want? If I just added you in any way, hear me on this. You are not alone. And it's for those exact reasons why I created Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals Create and implement an overwhelm-free plan and learn the secret for keeping your motivation high and consistent. And now, Goal Smasher is live and available to everyone. By the way, this is the exact technique that has led my clients to starting and going full-time in their dream businesses, being featured on top publications, hitting record-breaking monthly revenues, going from unemployed to making over six figures, losing 80 pounds in under a year, moving across the country to their dream state, receiving their doctorate, making healthier lifestyle choices that add up to big energy boosts, and so much more. With Goal Smasher, you will get a crystal clear plan for what you want. Create a strategy on exactly how to get there. Plus, you'll learn the secret sauce for how to stay motivated and fulfilled, not just until you reach the finish line, but throughout the whole process. The best part, Goal Smasher is a tool you can use over and over and over and over again with each new goal you have. Goal Smasher is available now. Check it out by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash Goal Smasher or click the link in the description. Now, Back to the episode. So I recommend that if you are someone who does have those constant headaches or those, um, I honestly, even dry mouth. I, sh- I was shocked to hear that one. I didn't really think about that one very much. Um, but the reason probably is, is because we're not slowing down and allowing our body to step out of that cortisol. So I like to think about it this way. When we are in a state of constantly moving a thousand miles a minute, immediately stepping into relaxation mode is such a huge jump that a lot of times we're like, what's going on? And our brain freaks out and it has to make up all these horrible excuses, all these horrible language, all these horrible beliefs and throw them in our faces because it's panicked. It's shaken. It's like, what the heck is going on? I need you to go back into what's comfortable, which is going a thousand miles a minute. And I know it might not feel comfortable most of the time, but when we find that being our home emotion, that's because it is our comfort zone. Just wanted to say that. So I like to think about it this way. If we are digging a hole in the ground for so long 
And then we want to be happy guru pants or really relaxed or whatever. We're looking at digging a hole in the ground is like moving a thousand miles a minute. That's that state of burnout. If we're down in the hole 60,000 feet and then suddenly want to be relaxing and living way up in the sky in happy guru pants land, that is such a huge jump. You can't jump from 60,000 feet in the ground to 60,000 feet up in the sky. That's not how this works. So what we need to do instead is build stairs. Getting back to that level ground and then reaching up to the sky. When we do that huge big jump, a lot of times it takes longer for us to get into it or it feels so uncomfortable that we have that thought of, ugh, this just doesn't work. I'm not gonna even bother. And then we go back to our home emotion, which is moving a thousand miles a minute and not slowing down. So it's really foreign, this feeling of slowing down. So I, I, it's ironic to say it this way, but slowing down into your slowing down mode will actually help make it more relaxing. And we'll talk about how to do that in a second. But I want to make this really crystal clear for you guys, because a lot of the times I was so frustrated because I would be going from this like thousand miles a minute to zero and be like, why does this feel more stressful? I don't understand. Maybe I should just keep doing what's productive because this is clearly not working. And I was keeping on with that stress in my body and that tension. And I've even had to catch myself a few times this year in this pattern. And it's like, okay, hold up. We need to ease back into that state. And actually, I'll give a perfect example. I've been go go going for a past like about a week and a half. And I realized that, you know what? This is not helping my body. I am going to finish work early today and take a moment to relax and do something that is just purely for me. And what I love to do when it's just purely for me stuff is, and this is a recommendation I really honestly give to a lot of people, is when I'm wanting to fully step back, be present, relax, I don't post what I'm doing to relax on social media. That seems so silly. That seems so stupid. But a lot of the times when we're relaxing, we're on social or we're posting like, oh my gosh, I'm taking a bath or oh my goodness, I'm going on a walk. And a lot of the times I do that stuff and I don't want to post about it because it's just for me. That is my time to turn my brain off and really connect to my source energy. And if I'm giving it to other people or if I'm hopping on social and doing it on there, it doesn't work quite as well. So I I do offer that piece of advice for you if you, and it honestly makes some people really uncomfortable. That's how connected we are to our phones, but that's just the world that we live in. So just giving you that little side tidbit. Um, And then one more thing I wanna touch on before we dive into ways to actually help you get out of stress and into relaxation mode, that nice slow transition, is know that this is a skill. Lower your expectations or that need to be a perfect relaxer right off the bat. When we're so unused to this feeling, when we're so disconnected from it, it's really hard to be a master at it. It's like if I were to go into a karate class right now and expect to be a black belt, I would get sorely disappointed. (laughs) Like... I could barely do anything. I can break a piece of wood. I've done that before. Uh, many times that feels good. But the 
the the reason I'm saying this is because we can't just go from like a newbie to a master in 3.5 seconds. And relaxing is a skill just like karate. So you got to take your time to be easy on yourself because putting pressure on yourself when you're relaxing is um, not relaxing. And be easy on yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace during this time to be a beginner and mess up and figure out what works for you and figure out what doesn't work for you and then change what doesn't. And it, it just, it really, really helps to get that brain into that calmer state. And it honestly diminishes so much of that negative self-talk. I can't even tell you. So let's talk about some ways that can help you start feeling relaxed now. Um, number one, identify what actually helps you feel relaxed. This one seems like a no-brainer, but let me tell you, the amount of people that are like, I just don't know what makes me feel relaxed. I don't understand. It, it's it's astonishing. And honestly, I had to go through this too. And I still am. And figuring out what makes me feel relaxed in different seasons is honestly like a new game of darts that I'm trying to find the bullseye for every single time. But the ability to relax, I like to think about it this way. What can you do or what have you done or what have you thought about doing that you believe or know you to be more energized by the end of it. And said differently is, what fills up your cup? Emphasis on your cup. Because, for instance, I used to think that the only way to relax was to get in a bubble bath and play some Enya or whatever and just like lay there. And for so long, that was so uncomfortable for me because my brain would be racing and I would leave the bath more tired than I did getting into it because my brain would just not turn off. Now, to be fair, I didn't ease into it. I didn't build the stairs. I went straight into the sky and wonder why it didn't work. And now I actually build the stairs. I take some time to like really zone in. I do things in the bath that make me feel really centered and and good. Like for instance, I I listen to books or I watch a show or something like that, that just kind of like eases, it eases me into it a little bit more. Um, But that's for me. Some people prefer just the Enya or silence and that's great. No one answer is correct. But for instance, there's also like going on a walk, journaling, there's, um, reading for pleasure or for knowledge, or there's working on a project that's been looming over your head for a while and finally just breaking down and doing it. That honestly sometimes to me feels so relaxing because I feel so good and energized and accomplished after, but I'm also coming at it from a place of I feel so free to get this done rather than I must do it now. There's a huge difference energetically here. I hope you guys feel that. Number two, Schedule rest time, and here's the kicker, always be more generous than you think you need to be. Always, 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 always be more generous. I used to schedule like a 15-minute walk, and it would take me 10 minutes to get out the door, and I was like, oh, fuck, I only have a few minutes, and then it's not a, it's not a relaxing walk. It's more just me do-do-do-do-do, running out the block. So... Always being more generous with your time, always scheduling more time because you never know. You could hit a state of flow in your relaxing time and you're going to want those extra 15, 20 minutes. So schedule your relaxing time. Another reason to schedule it 
is especially as perfectionists, because a lot of perfectionists tend to lean into people-pleasing techniques. I'm looking at you guys. And when we are in that state, we are constantly scheduling things on our calendar that are devoted to other people. So for instance, if I am working at a desk job or at a nine to five or whatever you want to call it, and my boss needs this and my coworker needs that and my boss's boss needs this and that. And also the intern doesn't know what they're doing here. And so I need to help them with that. And suddenly my schedule is totally filled with things for other people. We have to schedule time for ourselves. Our brain honors time that we carve out for things. A lot of the times, there's a few exceptions, but a lot of the times when we plan something, we're way more likely to follow through on it. And a lot of the times we're planning things for other people and not for ourselves. So taking that time to schedule it out and honoring that scheduled time as if it were a meeting, as if it were a um, appointment for a lot of creatives listening to this, as if it were an audition or a time to pitch something. Like that is sacred time. And if you honor it, it honestly feels so much better. And again, giving your time yourself more time than you think you need because A, you want some time to ease into it. You got to build the stairs, my friends. And you also want some time to If you got into flow, have that flow time. It feels so good. Trust me. Number three, help turn off that negative self-talk. Hit him by linking this to a skill rather than something you need to master already. We talked about this already, but I feel like it's important to reiterate. When we are looking at relaxation and if we immediately expect us to be like, oh, like I'm at a spa, but I'm really in my like bathrobe laying on my bed. I don't know. But like if you if you demand that level of relaxation from yourself when this is something you very rarely live in and do, your body is going to find this new state as like a what the fuck is this? I don't feel comfortable here. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go back to feeling what's comfortable, which is going a thousand miles a minute. So giving yourself so much grace, so much grace here to be a beginner. I know I'm hitting this dead horse so hard, but seriously, this shit is where the the brain mental negative chatter starts to turn off. Really quickly, let's talk about some ways that you can identify that this is a skill. I know that sounds kind of weird, but hear me out. When we are stuck in a pattern, our brain goes to default mode. And when we are constantly going, 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 and then we go to zero miles per hour, the pattern or the default mode of our brain is to go like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go back to what's comfortable. So having what we call a pattern interrupt, we've talked about pattern interrupts quite a bit on the show, but having something that will break that pattern, a thing that will basically take it out of your subconscious, out of your autopilot zone and into conscious mode, into I'm in the driver's seat, I'm changing my brain, I am working on choosing something differently here. So I prefer to have like a mantra or something or a question I love questions. I think that they're really, really powerful and your brain is programmed to answer them. So they're kind of like a two birds, one stone sort of situation, but having a question of, um, is this actually helping me right now? 
How can I feel more relaxed and be easier on myself right now? Um, What are some ways that I can experience my type of relaxation right now? There's questions that we can ask that direct positive lines of thinking. I prefer to lean away from questions like, why can't you just fucking get this right? Because our brain is programmed to answer questions, even if that means making shit up. So if you're looking at that type of question and you're actually not doing anything wrong, it's just taking you a second to get into it, your brain will make shit up and say, well, it's because you're a loser. It's because you suck at this. It's because you are such a failure at everything you do. Why would relaxing be anything different? And your brain will start to like put those on blast in your head and it will really hinder that relaxation and also, you know, your mental sanity. Number four, you do not need to earn rest. This is just a reminder that, again, having a mantra or having something to break that pattern of believing that this is something you earn rather than this is something that is a basic human need is so important. For me, for example, it's a good reminder to get into the science of it. I am someone who loves to know the why behind things. So learning about the stress chemical, learning about how that hinders my headaches, my digestion, my saliva production, I learned that today, that's wild. But knowing how it's affecting my body and my health, because health is one of like my top values, knowing how it's hindering that immediately snaps me out of, okay, hold up, you don't need to earn this. This is a basic human need. This is a basic human desire. And and honestly, it helps you in so many other areas of your life and business that why wouldn't you want to love this part too? And when I start to lean into that, it really helps me. Now you can have, again, a mantra, a question, a long list of research like I do of the why behind rest is actually essential and not something that is just a bonus. Um, I highly recommend tapping into and trying out and seeing what works for you. But that constant reminder that this is not something you earn. This is something that you get to have. This is something that is just part of a healthy mindset, life existence, and just really leaning into that. I know that in the modern age, we glorify the thousand miles per hour. We glorify people. Oh my gosh, they're just such a hard worker. They're just so good. And for perfectionists especially, that's like a big like gold star. It's like a trophy. Like I, one of the best things I heard, and actually this is totally stolen from my fiance. Um, if you know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. And one of the things that he said, he was like, you know what? Enneagram threes, I feel like whenever they're in a classroom and they ask a question and the teacher's like, oh, wonderful question. They don't hear the answer. They're just like praising themselves for asking a good question. And my mouth literally dropped open in like a gasp. And I was like, how dare you at me like that? (laughs) Um, it It was really, really funny. And I see that so often because especially with perfectionists, especially with the overachiever leaning perfectionists, they tend to love like as if it's like, like fuel for their soul. They love the praise of, oh, you're just working so hard. I see you working so hard. Good job. I, oh my gosh, you're so busy. Like we love that. And again, we're going to do a whole episode devoted to the lies that are around busyness, but having that, that 
reframe, that that readjusting around our, for lack of a better word, obsession around needing to be busy because that means we're a good, upstanding person in society. Oh, I could go on a whole tangent about that, but I won't because you are not someone who needs to be busy. The whole work smarter, not harder thing is so freaking real. And to be, I'm going to be super vulnerable. It's something I'm still learning every single day, but man, oh man, I have the people and the reminders and the support in my life to constantly bring that to the surface for me because it's really easy to fall into that old, I must work hard now, fast, quick mindset and lifestyle that leads to burnout and leads to your saliva being dried up, you know? Number five, second to last, ask for help. This I just talked on a little bit, but having people in your support system, having people as a mentor, a therapist, a coach, as a partner, as a friend, as a hype squad, having people in your life to remind you that you're supposed to, allowed to, given the grace to rest. And when you have people who are reminding you, a lot of the times when we're stuck in our own patterns, this is honestly why I believe coaching and mentorship of any kind, therapist coaching, whatever you want to, like, whichever works for you, and sometimes it's both. But that's why I believe having someone outside of yourself to Ask the questions to redirect you, to get you back on track is so important because we're creatures of habit. We will fall back into old patterns without even realizing it. And until we have people to call us out, both in loving ways and in hard-ass ways, when we have people calling us out and we have people redirecting and reframing for us or asking us questions to help us get that, that clarity When we have that, we're able to stay on track so much easier. So having people asking for help, this does mean you're going to have to maybe a good example is text a friend and have them be your, oh crap, I'm moving a thousand miles a minute. I need someone to remind me what to do here. And I have a friend who we're that for each other. And honestly, it's it's so helpful because we're both major overachievers and and it's helpful to have that reminder of, wait, no, we are coming back to center because we are actually human beings before we're worker bees every time. And then last but not least, have fun with us. Relaxing is not some new task to add to your to-do list. It is something that is supposed to help. It is supposed to fill you up. It is supposed to make it easier for you to be able to give energy to others because I know so many perfectionists are wanting to show up for others in such high energy, high, beautiful, community-serving ways. And you can't do that if you're running on burnout. You're allowed to have fun with this. And in fact, asking how can I have fun with this right now is a great question to redirect your thinking. In fact, I'm probably going to do that later and ask myself, what's the most fun way I can relax right now? And whatever comes to mind, that's probably what I'll do. But I scheduled that time out for me. I made sure to identify what actually helps me feel relaxed. So I know maybe when I ask that question, I have an already list of planned out ideas that I can just pick from, whatever feels good in the moment. I do not need to earn rest and you do not need to earn rest either. You can ask for help from people 
in your support group, in your supportive system, your mentor, your coach, your therapist, your friends, your family, your partners. And you're allowed to make this an enjoyable experience overall, turning off that negative self-talk. It is so possible. Trust me, trust me, trust me. But it is a skill first and foremost. I hope this was helpful for you guys. If this was, please, please, please rate and review the podcast or share it with someone who needs to hear this. Do you have an overachiever buddy like I do? Make sure they hear this episode because I guarantee you they're feeling a lot of those same feelings that you are. Or if you want to blast it to the ether, go ahead and share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I say this every episode because it is the biggest, biggest, biggest hug. It's the biggest high five. It's the biggest thank you that you can do for any podcast that you listen to. And it helps get the word out there. Sharing it through word of mouth is actually one of the highest ways you can boost a podcast's listenership. So if each and every single one of you just shared it with one friend, I would be eternally grateful. And I'd be able to do more and more of this kind of stuff in the future. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to check out Goal Smasher, my step-by-step technique to help you set clear goals, create an overwhelm-free plan, and learn the secret for keeping your motivation consistent and high. Check it out by going to the link in the show notes or by searching lifecoachbaker.com forward slash goal smasher. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.